Hey guys, it's uh, it's just Josh today. Um, so of recent, there have been a lot of changes that have happened, not only in my life, but a lot of people surrounding me. And I just kind of wanted to take the time to kind of talk about changes and the kind of things um, that they affect in kind of like a daily life kind of way. Um, I guess the biggest change for me recently, um, has been, uh, a breakup that I, I went through and, uh, while the breakup was very mutual and we understood why, uh, the relationship was ending, it's, um, it's still difficult. I think the biggest thing that I've realized is that as much as I can put on that, like, I don't give a shit kind of air about it, um, it still does hurt, you know? Once you get past, like, the initial burst kind of thing, um, then you start to, and that, and that like, release kind of fades, then you start to, uh, see some of the things that that were there before, you um, you start to notice what's missing, you know, especially when you've been in like a relationship for a long time and, and you spend a lot of time together or you live together or whatever, uh, you know, that's a lot of time that you spend with someone and for it to just kind of be gone can be difficult. It's a change. And you start to realize what little parts of their lives kind of intersected with yours and what's gone and what's missing. And it's disheartening, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, you realize, uh, you know, that thing that sits on the counter, you know, they bought for you or, or just things that you use daily uh, you know, maybe it was a gift from that person, or, you know, they had a part in it in helping you make that purchase. Just, just little things. Pictures, objects, the other side of the bed. <laughs> it's, um, it's difficult. I'm one of those people, I really don't like to be alone. I extremely value my alone time, but as far as being alone, it's uh, it's not something that I necessarily enjoy. Um, so that's definitely a adjustment that I've had to make in being alone. You know, and I've, I've seen myself kind of tried to fill the void of, of the aloneness, um, as far as whether it's texting a friend or a boy or whatever, you know, I've, um, uh, I can say that I've made a conscious effort to kind of fill the dead air with, even if it's just mindless chatter, I've, uh, I've definitely tried to to change it. <laughs> it's, uh, 
regardless, it's 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 a weird situation to be in um, for anyone. I mean, obviously, every situation is different. Um, but for me, it's uh, it's one of those where, you know, everything was fine. And then we tried something different to kind of take it to the next level that didn't work. And in doing that, I kind of realized all of the things that I didn't really like about that person but then at the same time you know like now that they're gone and you kind of reflect you look at all of the things that you did like and all of the things that you wish were constants I guess when you kind of get to that place where you're upset or lonely or even if it's just a state of reflection um, which is completely healthy and it happens with everyone and every relationship and things like that. You kind of get to that place and you look at the relationship objectively. And it's not so much as like, this was good and this is bad. You kind of, you can change your viewpoint and you can see the relationship for what it was as a whole rather than, I was pissed this day, or I was happy this day, or, you know, all of the nitpick things that kind of get to you when you, when your viewpoint is so focused, especially when you have that, like, mindset that take this day by day kind of thing. So when you're able to step back and look at the whole picture, it's, uh, it's kind of eye-opening as far as realizing what didn't and did work within the relationship and how you feel afterwards. Not to say that I'm ready to say, you know, oh, I made a mistake, let's get back together, that kind of thing. Because as unfortunate as it is, I I want to stick to my my decision, our decision. But you get to looking at things and then you kind of start to second guess yourself and you think, well, this part of the relationship worked and this part didn't because of this. And I was an asshole and I could have been more patient and I all of these things and you start to kind of beat yourself up. And it's stupid, I know, obviously, but it is a part of closure. And I, you know, you can have as much conversation as you need to with your, like, the other person to kind of get that, like, communal closure. But it's not until you're able to, like, objectively look at that relationship and take into account all of the things that happened throughout. And that's kind of when you get that, like, self-closure. I definitely got what I needed out of the breakup, but it's it's still an ongoing thing. Like I said, like there's always reminders of that person, especially when they're so integrated into your life. So it's not like that person's gone, but it is an adjustment. And when you kind of get, I don't know, I'm rambling. <laughs> Basically what I'm getting at is that closure 
from a relationship, whether it was good or bad, comes from within. Um, and it's not anything that the other person can do for you. Um, granted, they can kind of give you some confidence in your decision to end the relationship, whether through the like whether that's through like intelligent adult conversation or their ignorant actions. That can, can kind of give you that, like, okay, obviously this isn't working, blah, blah, blah. You can kind of go from there. But it's not until you kind of realize that it is over. And regardless of how the relationship went, they're not there anymore, that you kind of get that self-closure. It's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> Let's talk about some other changes. <laughs> Sorry to start off on such a low note, but it's definitely something that's been sitting with me uh, for a while now. It's just something, you know, you got to get out sometimes. <laughs> so as far as changes, uh, I definitely feel like 2015 is one of those years of changes. I can say for me, Obviously, my year started off with a lot of changes, and I can honestly say that as much as I hate change, I am more than willing to accept these changes. It is time for a change. I just feel like my life is not going, wasn't going in the direction that I wanted to, and there were a lot of things that happened late last year that kind of sent my life into the shithole. Back in August, my car took a shit, and it was done for, um, so I was without the vehicle, and then I was borrowing a car from my mom, and hit a lady, I was uninsured, um, so uh, my license was suspended. So then that lady's insurance company ended up suing me for damages to her car, obviously. And then it was just like, things got really crazy. And I was getting like eight phone calls a day from numbers that I didn't know for all of these things that were happening that happened forever ago. And so like on top of this like, law firm always calling me. I had fucking credit people calling me, asking me, you know, like, oh, when the fuck are you going to pay your credit card off from like three years ago? And I'm like, oh, never. Um, <laughs> so all of that happened and I made the decision to file for bankruptcy because I knew that it would be, while there is that stigma, I guess, uh, I knew that it would be good to kind of just wipe the slate clean and just start over. Um, and it sucks that I had to go to such great lengths in order to start over, but it happens. <laughs> so all of these things have kind of been the lead up to what has been like the last month. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but I knew the breakup was going to happen. I It was definitely on the horizon for a lot longer than it should have been. But it's done. It's over with. Mm. Working through it. And it happens. And then 
the bankruptcy I filed back in February and I go to court on Friday to kind of finalize everything. I've been trying to work on like health and fitness. Maybe not, I'm not like killing myself, um, but kind of making those like conscious efforts to eat better, Porsche control, walk and ride my bike and and things like that. And then on top of that, I've been to the dentist and the eye doctor and I still need to go to like the doctor doctor and I'm putting that off, but it's definitely needed. All of the changes that I'm trying to make needed to be made a long time ago. So once I finish with the bankruptcy thing, then I'll be able to kind of move forward, save my money, get a car, get my license back, and then hopefully from there, I'd love to kind of work on my career. Right now, I'm working retail management. If you know me personally, you know exactly where I work. Um, and while I love helping people, it's just not my thing anymore, and my heart's not in it, and I hate to say that because I love where I work and who I work with and those kinds of things, but I think it's it's time for a change. <laughs> and I know that I use that term a lot and I tend to use that term loosely, but recent events have taught me, it's been an eye opener, you know, if you're not happy with your situation, you're the only one that can change it. And I guess I finally realized that after I've kicked myself in the ass for almost a year trying to get to where I need to be in order to make those changes. And I think I'm finally there or we're getting real close to the turning point. <laughs> Change is not a bad thing. Uh, it's it's a difficult thing to kind of deal with, but it's not always bad. And as difficult it, as it may be to greet it with open arms, at least have an open idea. Recently, I've realized that there's just a lot of things, like obviously, like it's all I've talked about. There's a lot of things within my life that I've wanted to change and a lot of things that I've wanted to change for a while. And that's definitely just like increasing my activity and going outside. Like, I'm pretty sure I didn't even get a fucking tan last summer because I spent my entire summer inside. I want to go just go do things. And I'm making a huge conscious effort to get the fuck out of the house any chance that I can. Days off, it's pretty much wake up get dressed, hit the door running, and don't come back until, you know, 11 or 12 or night later if I can make it happen. And I don't know, that's where it kind of plays back into, like, the breakup and kind of things like that. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm just trying to fill the void with constant activity. But even so, if that is, like, what my subconscious mind is doing to me, I am not complaining because I'm tired of just sitting around. I've watched too much Netflix, too much TV. Uh, I'm ready to be active. I'm too young to kind of just 
be sitting all of the time. Like, I'm pretty sure my mom leads a more active life than I do sometimes. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but you get the idea. Yeah, so I just, um, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, I want to meet new people and kind of do my thing. And the main thing with that is my work. <laughs> Um, I work horrible hours. I work 3 to 11 damn near every day. And those are horrible hours to try to have a social life. And I know that that shouldn't be, like, my main concern. Like, money should be my main concern. And it is. That's the only reason why I'm still in my position and continuing to do it. Because I would have demoted myself a long time ago. <laughs> but I realize, you know, once once I get my life back on track and I have a car, then... Um, it's definitely time to either move forward within my company in order to change my schedule or to look for work elsewhere in order to change my schedule. It's extremely hard to plan and really even have a life because of my work schedule. And it's partly my fault. I choose to uh, take the hours forward of work rather than before. So I tell everyone that I have the same schedule. It's just eight hours ahead of everybody else's. Uh, I wake up at like two in the afternoon, go to work at three, work from three to 11, get off work, come home, do my thing. That's what sucks. It's like any time throughout the week, it's too late for anyone to hang out or make plans with anyone or do anything. So I ended up coming home and eating a shit ton of food and sitting on the couch until about five or six in the morning and I go to sleep and I sleep for eight hours and I wake back up I wake back up at two and start all over and it's really aggravating and it's not really healthy um it's really I can tell that being on this schedule and I've been on this schedule for about a year now that it has made me lethargic um, and unwilling to go do things because my biological clock is all fucked up. So by the time I get home, I'm exhausted because I should be. It's 11 o'clock at night and I should be going to bed. It's just, it's really aggravating and it's not healthy. And that is my main concern as soon as I sort out everything else. And once I have solid transportation, I'm fucking out. <laughs> and, and it's not to say that I don't love what I do or that I don't care about my job, but a change needs to happen um, more, more than anything for my health. And yes, I mean, I guess I could make more of a conscious effort to not binge eat when I get home from work and actually pack a lunch and this and that, but... It's difficult, especially when you live on your own and, you know, you buy groceries and they go fucking bad before you can even use them because it's just too much food for you to actually eat. So then you're stuck eating a bunch of frozen shit and it's not good for you or on nights that I do cook, I tend to overcook because what I have is typically going to go bad. So then I overcook and I overeat and it's a whole self-control thing, which God, who has self-control anymore? <laughs> but it's just like I have this giant vicious circle surrounding me that I'm trying so desperately to break out of. And as soon as I can kind of get my ducks in a row, 
I'm fucking done. I'm burning the circle. <laughs> Trying to look at it objectively and think of like the bigger picture, it's healthy. While I bitch complain about this and that or whatever, in the end, it's going to benefit me. That's kind of my, my main concern at the moment is just kind of doing things for me, making sure that I'm putting myself first because as it stands, I have no one else to to kind of look out for. It's It's me time. And as selfish as that may seem, I think I've earned it. <laughs> so real quick before I go, I wanted to um, let all three of you that actually listen to the podcast know where Angela is. Um, today, we had another kid within our community um, commit suicide. And Angela wasn't necessarily like close or best friends with this person, but she knew them and they were friendly. And uh, she kind of took it kind of hard. So she is spending time with friends and... I guess the main point that I can say is that if you're ever, ever, ever feeling down or upset about something, know that it might get worse, but it will always get better. I know that's such a cliche thing to kind of say, and and everybody says that, that, oh, it gets better, and and this and that or whatever, and it's kind of hard to believe them in those instances. But take it from me, who's been someone who's been through a lot of shit in the last year, it is something that is true. It's difficult. It's a change. Change is difficult. But while you may not seem to think that it is for the better, everything is happening for a reason. Things will change and things will get better and it's going to, whatever's going on, I guarantee you it's going to hurt and it's going to suck and there will be times where you'll want to give up and I've been there, but killing yourself is, is not the way to do it. I think that there's so much more planned for everyone to cut it short and I'm not really religious or anything like that. But I do believe that there's there's something bigger out there than us. And at some point, there was some kind of plan kind of given to us. And uh, I don't think suicide was part of that plan. I won't get it too into it because not my place. But if you ever are having issues with anything, um, just know that it gets better. And no matter how alone you feel, I promise there's someone there who who wants you there you know there's someone who's counting on you there's someone who's who wants you so to speak i guess i'll wrap this up since it's been 30 minutes of me talking pretty much and uh <laughs> thank you for listening to me ramble any other day you know it's typically a lot more fun um not as serious but uh i think everybody needs a little bit of seriousness in their life every once in a while so uh if you um, have any comments or uh, suggestions on change or anything like that, how to deal with it, you can always find me on Twitter at joshr762. You can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Yeah, and if you know me personally, you know where my Facebook is and you know where Angela's is too. And uh, 
if you have the opportunity, give her a little bit of extra love and support. She's taking things a little bit hard right now. But uh, we will be back next week with a regular show and um, a lot more lighthearted. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for listening and I will see you next week.